You are welcome to teaching ministry of Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye or IKEA Christian Center Global. Get set to be at the five. The word works. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse twenty-two. <laughs> Praise God. Can I tell you a story before I go into the word? <laughs> this is a very interesting story. Everybody look at it and say super story. There was a lady while I was, because um, <clears throat> I'm a medical doctor. So I had this lady was a patient. She was looking for love. So it was psychological. She, she's a beautiful woman, but psychologically, she had been messed up by the different people she had had encounters with all through her life. So she always found herself trying to prove that she was worth something and that she should be accepted. Always try to prove it. And she tried to prove it, you know, in a relationship with the opposite sex. So she had an issue with the relationship she had with her dad, her father. And that translated into her trying to prove, you know. So she got into relationship after relationships, relationship after relationships, and she tried to please the male factors in those relationships with her body, obviously, and uh, all kept breaking up because she just, you know, chipping herself and always jumped at the opportunity. All the guy had to say was, I love you, you are beautiful, and that was it. She was paralyzed, you know. So by the time this lady came to my, um, to the hospital, she was 37 years old. She had not been married. And she had something called Cox disease, you know, tuberculosis, right? And she also had HIV. She had been infected, you understand? Because she had had several partners. Now, she was not a bad woman. You see, sometimes some of us don't get it. We see somebody who maybe, you know, sleeps around or has a sexual addiction. Then we conclude that the person is a bad person. You understand? All right? Bad person and we demonize them and all that. But that's really not the case. There's a story behind it. And the moment you can understand the story, then you can help. Praise God. I said praise God. Yeah, you can help. It is not Christian to demonize people based on their sins or based on their shortcomings. You cannot help anyone you demonize. You cannot help anyone you condemn. You can't help them because you've already condemned them. If you've already said somebody is condemned, how can you lend a helping hand? Hallelujah. It's very important to understand the story. Praise God. So today, what we are going to be looking at from the Word of God is how can how can we, number one, if you are a believer and you don't have any issues with, you know, sexual immorality, that's fine. How can you continue not having issues with it? Then if you're a believer and you have been entangled with sexual immorality and all that, how can you break free? Because it's very important that we know how. There is a how. And if you know how to break free, if you know what you need to do, and you do it, then you can experience freedom. Now, do not think that you are the only one 
who is dealing with these challenges. Is everybody that has anybody that tells you that they do not deal with sexual um, temptations has a biological problem? Hallelujah. All right, everybody is dealing with it, but you see, some are more disadvantaged than the other based on their history. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. All right, so look at the man say, No condemnation, no condemnation, no condemnation. All right, First Thessalonians chapter 5. And let us start reading from verse 17 to 23. Are we there? Are we there? All right, let us read one, two, go. It says what? Pray without, uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Concerning you, yes, continue. Yes. Despise not prophesying, yes? Now, 22, what does it say? Abstain from what? Hold on. Abstain from what? Abstain from all appearance. It didn't say abstain from evil. It said abstain from what? All. That means if it looks evil, abstain from it. If it looks evil, abstain. Abstain from all appearances of evil. Now, look at verse 23. It says, and the very God of peace, uh-huh, sanctify you what? Holy. And I pray God your what? And soul and what? Be preserved what? Unto the coming of our Lord Jesus. Now, notice what he says. He says, I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. So that means everybody sitting here, you have three parts in you. Three distinct parts of you. There is your spirit, your soul, and you have your body. Now, your spirit is that part of you that got born again. The moment you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you were born again in your spirit. Now look at 1 Peter chapter 1. Let's look at it quickly. 1 Peter chapter number 1 and 23. Please follow this teaching. It will help you and bring deliverance your way. First Peter chapter number 1 and verse 23, it says what? Quickly. Being born again. I want you to be there. I don't want to quote it. What does it say? Being what? Being born again. Not of what? But of what? Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of what? Incorruptible. By the word of God that liveth and abideth what? Now you see that. It says, you were born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, but the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. Now if you go to St. John's Gospel, chapter number 3, from verse 5 into 8, it now tells us that when we got born again, the nature of that rebirth was spiritual. Okay? It was spiritual. It was not physical. It was spiritual. So, the new birth is a spiritual event. Hallelujah. So, when people come and say, I believe in the name of the Lord Jesus and I've accepted him into my heart, there is a change in their spirits. Glory to God. You are not the man you used to be in your spirit. St. John's Gospel 3 and verse 5. What does it say? Everybody read one to go. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be what? Uh huh. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 6. Everybody read 1, 2, go. It says, Yes. 
See that? That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He's talking of the new birth. So when you got born again, your spirit man was born of God. 1 John 4, 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The God that is in you is in you via his spirit, in your spirit. Praise God. Now, he says, your whole spirit, soul, and body. Now, what is your soul? Your soul. Because many people don't understand that. I've given their life to Jesus Christ, or I've accepted Jesus, but I still want to do the wrong things. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you, you are born again, you, you speak in tongues, and you love the Lord, but you still have some desires, you know? How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you, are, you have some desires, you know? Glory to God. People don't like to be honest in church. See how people are like, yeah, so, you know. Praise God. Everybody has that. Everybody has it. So you're not confused. So you now find that because of those desires that you have that are, you know, are contrary to the word of God and because those desires are present, you begin to question your salvation. Hallelujah. So you now find that when you come to church, because you've maybe done some of those bad things, and there's an altar call, even though you've come out several times before, just to make sure, you know, Jesus can come tomorrow, especially if the evangelist said, if you know that you know, that if Jesus Christ is coming tomorrow, you are not, can we sort that out, please? It shouldn't be happening. Thank you. Because you know that you know, that if Jesus Christ comes right now, you are not going to make it. Boom. And it gives you time. I'm going to count from 1 to 20. 1. And he pauses. Two, three. Your conscience is going to tell you, better go out. Better go out. You know what you did with Nkechi three days ago? Go out. Just be sure. Now, insurance, just go out. Because as you go out and you just confess, it you just clean, you know, you wipe your DC, then you can start again. Are you following? And that's the basis of New Year resolution. But the person is saved. You are not saved. Because he didn't do bad things. No. You are saved because you believed in Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes on him should not perish. But have what? Everlasting life. So that means believing. Faith in Jesus is all a man needs. To have what? Eternal life. But that faith in Jesus and that reception of eternal life will affect his conduct. Slowly. But surely, we change that man's behavior. Are you following? But you see, for it to change your behavior, you need to bring yourself under the influence of the kingdom of God. How do you bring yourself under the influence of the kingdom of God? That's what I want to show you now. Because you need to bring your soul under the influence of the kingdom of God. Your spirit man is already saved. Your spirit man does not desire to sin. Hallelujah. Your spirit man is not there singing... Ah, I want to rock your body. Ah, your spirit man is not, he has no desire for fleshly things. No. He's saved. Praise God. He's saved. No desire for sin, nothing. Your spirit man, no. You cannot find any evil desire in the, in the spirit of a man that has been born again. Your spirit man cannot hate. 
He cannot desire and wish for anything bad to happen to anybody. Your spirit man. That's why the Bible says, walk in the spirit. And you shall not fulfill what? The loss of the flesh. What he is saying there is allow your spirit man, your regenerated born again spirit man, have dominion over you. Live from there. That's what he's saying. Praise God. Look at first, you look at first John chapter 3, from verse 8 to 9. Alright? First John 3, 8 to 9. It tells us there that the man who is born again does not sin. He says he cannot sin because he has the seed of God in him. That is a description of the spirit of the man born again. He can't sin. You have no desire to sin. The real you, your spirit man. The issue with many believers is in their soul. Everybody says soul. Now let us look at that soul. What does soul mean? Where does the soul come from? Genesis chapter 2. Follow this teaching. This is your answer to pornography, uh, masturbation addiction. This is the, your, um, your, your answer to sleeping with different people and always crying after and always getting moody after. Crying after is not repentance. Some people are professional crying afters. After they've seen, <laughs> they want to bribe God with tears to tell him they are sorry. <laughs> Father, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, hey. God is not moved by all those ones. Repent. And what does it mean to repent? Change your thinking. Everybody say, change your thinking. Change your thinking. Godly sorrow is fine. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, boy. I'm so sorry. I will do it again. You will do it again. If your thinking does not change, you are going to do it again. Because there was a thinking that produced the action. Hallelujah. There's a thinking that produced the action. Look at you. You met a fine lady, great girl. But because of sex addiction, you are telling her that unless that you cannot have a relationship. Some guys, I always wonder what kind of statement is that. I can't have a relationship without having sex with my girlfriend. I, don't, I can't wait. For and it came out of your mouth. Don't you understand? That is a declaration of slavery. You are saying that you are a slave. That's what you are saying. It's a statement of witness. And because we live in a very, I don't know, this our world is very funny. It's a strange world. We live in a world where we cannot even see and, and, and celebrate masculine strength. We don't know what it looks like. Being able to say no to your desires, the desires of the flesh, is strength. It's not a weakness. It's strength. Hallelujah. Whether pastor or member, same thing. That's strength. We have this. We have member. We are sleeping with member. Pastor is sleeping with member. Doing this thing. Then oh, we are, we are all human beings. What? What? Well, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, we are all human beings. But come on, yeah, come on. I know that's a good. It's a good line. You're supposed to walk in mastery over it, not for it to enslave you. So you're now making decisions on who you marry based on your addictions. Look at you. You are going to end up in problem. Hallelujah. Where did I say she open? Genesis 2. Look at soul. Right? In Genesis chapter 2, from verse 5 to 7, can we read it? What does it say? And every plant of field before us in the earth, and every. Let's just go to 7 because of time. 
Uh, verse 7 now says what? And the Lord God, everybody wants to go. He says what? And the Lord God of the dust of the ground and did what? Breathed into his nostrils what? And man became what? So the soul of man, all right, or the, when it says living soul, this word here, all right, in the Greek is suke, all right, uh, this is talking about consciousness. That means man became a physical being who had a consciousness. Okay. So the soul became awakened the moment the spirit of man was joined to the body of man. So the soul of man is the bridge between the spirit of that man and the body of that man. Hallelujah. Now, the soul is not evil. But the soul maintains contact between two places. The spiritual and the what? And the physical. The amount of information in the soul, of spiritual information in the soul, is a function of the amount of spiritual information you make available to your soul. When you read your Bible, that's spiritual information. When you spend time praying, that's what? Spiritual information. When you're listening to messages, that's what? Spiritual information. That's what you're doing. So you are putting spiritual information into your soul. Now, when you go and watch funny stuff on TV, or you watch funny stuff on, um, on Instagram, on social media, you are feeding your soul negative stuff. So your soul is not evil. But what you feed it determines which way your soul swings. Are you following what I'm saying now? Look at Romans chapter 12. Turn in there. Romans 12 from verse 1. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart, for out of it are the what? Issues of life. You have to do something about your soul. You have to do something about your soul. Your body is going to go in the direction of your soul. Your soul. Your life. body goes in the direction to which you feed your soul. Your life goes in the direction of your most predominant thought. Your most predominant thought is usually determined by the most predominant information your mind is exposed to. That's the truth. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So you have to be mindful of your soul. This is a very practical class. And I'm going to get very detailed. Amen. So get ready. Hallelujah. Because it's church. And church, we should be real in church. Praise God. Your soul. Now, the devil, because he understands this, is very, very strategic in putting many people in bondage through what they feed into their soul. Hallelujah. What they feed into their soul. Because Satan knows that even if you are born again, he can still enslave you through your soul. He can still get you to do what he wants you to do through your soul. He can't touch your spirit because your spirit is already saved and your spirit is already sealed with the Holy Ghost, Ephesians 1.13. But your soul is where he can go to. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he targets that. Now look at Romans chapter 12. Pay attention to this teaching. If you are feeling sleepy, it is because your family enemy people are after you. They don't want you to be delivered. Stay awake. Shake your body and listen. Hallelujah. I always tell people, I don't feel bad when somebody sleeps in service. 
It's not because my salmon is boring or the anointing is not strong. Do you know why? I'll tell you. Apostle Paul was preaching in a place. Paul, the great man, was preaching. People were there saying, glory to God. Oh, in whom? In him. Hmm, hallelujah. As he was preaching, somebody was saying, subarahaya, kush. Ah, and, ah, I celebrate grace. There was a guy called Utikos. He was hanging on a window. As great as that salmon was, the guy, let me explain. You see, there's a difference between sleeping. Then sleeping to the point that you fell to your death. Do you understand? That you got, oh my, don't die. I wish kind of salmon be, make her die. He slept, fell, and died. Hallelujah. Do you know what it means to sleep on, the, in, on, on top of window? <laughs> How many of you will sleep on window? You know, you understand what I'm talking about. He was sleeping on a window. On the window, you'll be like, ah, my job, oh, I don't want to fall down. The guy sat on the window and he slept. And slept to his death. Uh-uh, he's deep. Some people's village people are very strong. Thank God for grace. Paul just went there and raised him up. With some of us, you know, we just let him go and see Jesus to explain. <laughs> let him explain why, you know, he was sleeping during service. All right. Romans 12. Guys, have you ever wondered? Right? Think about it. Before, you had to sneak to some websites where your father will not see you to watch sexually explicit stuff. You have to hide. Now, it's everywhere. In fact, Christian sisters, God will help us in church. Christian sisters, uh, we go online themselves with no gun to their head. Wear skimpy clothes. Then put their uh, phone. Then be shaking bomb bomb on Instagram. Then upload it themselves. Ha! Then they now put God is behind this girl. She cannot fail. Now, listen. The sisters who are doing that, they are not doing it because they are wicked. No. You see, as a man, eh, you may not understand some things because you're a man. At first, I used to say, ah, what kind of immoralities? No, the ladies, they are not immoral. No. Because in their mind, they don't see anything wrong with what they are doing. It's their body. They're just dancing. They're just having a nice time. Praise God. But the reason why that is the model of having a nice time they are doing is because they saw it somewhere. They were not doing it before. It was somewhere. So this is where we need to now learn. Look at Romans 12.1. Everybody really wants to go. What does it say? I beseech you what? Uh-huh. Yes. Present your body's what? So, I present my body a living sacrifice. That means I say, I, I say my body is not my own. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So, I cannot do just anything I like with my body. You see that? Huh. I present my body a living sacrifice. Uh-huh. A living sacrifice. Only what? Acceptable unto God. Which is your reasonable... That word service there is worship. So worship in the New Testament is not singing. It's not what? Some people say, I'm a worshiper. And what they are saying is they can't sing. You understand? So I remember one time, <laughs> I've seen some folks doing worship. We lift our hands and as they are living there, they are crying. And the cameraman captures them. 
He looks nice. We say, oh, she's lost in worship. The guy, oh, so, oh my God, he loves the Lord. That same person, go and play the music they like. He will be crying too. Mr. Jailer, Mr. Jailer. We cry. Why? It's not, they are not crying because they love. Are you following what I'm saying? They love music. Don't mix the two. The person that is actually a worshiper is the person that presents his body a living sacrifice. That's the worshiper. Because worship actually means to submit. Glory to God. It means to submit to a sovereign. Many times in the Old Testament, you see, and you say, an Abraham worship. What they meant was that he bowed himself down. There was no music. It's submission is what worship is. Submission is, I find out what the will of the sovereign is, the will of my king is, and I submit my will to it. That is worship. Singing is not worship. It can be an expression. But to worship is to submit. Praise God. So it says, I beseech you, present your bodies. Present it, parishtami. It means to account your body. See your body a living sacrifice. Now look at the next verse. Everybody read verse 2. One, two, go. What does it say? Stop. Be not what? Let me tell you something that you need to know about this word. Though. This word there. Eh? Don't underestimate the capacity of this world to make you what? Confused. How many of you have listened to a song, a worldly song, in passing, and the song did not leave your head? You understand? You, you, didn't see, you are not singing. It's just hitting you. And before I know it, for some seconds, you are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it's very enticing. Poison is never served looking like poison. Praise the Lord. If I want to poison you, I will poison you using the food you like. Praise the Lord. For example, if you're someone that likes traveling, if I want to catch you with a bit, what will I do? I get you an all-expense-paid ticket to the Maldives or Santorini. That's how, you understand? If I want to catch you, that's how I catch you. I won't catch you with what you don't like. For example, you cannot tempt my wife with Chelsea versus Man U. Are you, are you with me? She will not watch. It's not temptation. Praise God. But if I want to tempt my wife, I know what to tempt her with. Glory to God. Are you following? Now, when he says, do not be conformed to this world, it's because the world, this world, has a very strong appeal. Ah, Many of us like music here. You understand? You like music. There's nothing wrong with liking music. But the devil makes a lot of people conform with music. Have you noticed everybody's song now that is coming out? It's like everybody just wants to be drinking it. Go and show you. No, have you noticed it? No, check it now. It's like everybody, it's like they are doing PR for Igo and Shayo taking. When I come and say, he needs Igo and Shayo, he needs Igo and Shayo, he's just, he needs Igo, and his song went viral. Why? Why is someone singing about destroying his liver going viral? Because that's how I interpret the song. Then another one game, one girl. No unknown person. Nobody knew her from anywhere. She said she's been drinking alcohol for the past five days. It went viral. Amen? One Bujuna came, did remix. He now added that he's adding weeds to his own. 
It went viral. Why? What is being subtly promoted is that to deal with depression, turn to alcohol and weeds. That's what is being promoted. You are thinking it's singing. The artist may not be consciously doing it. The Bible lets us know that unbelievers are under the influence of the prince of the world, power of the air. They will tell you it's inspiration they had. I was inspired. The song just came. All right. That's how it comes now. Because there's a spirit trying to promote some things. The Bible says, be not conformed. Look at the movies. What is being promoted? What is being promoted right now in movies and you know, in social distance is sexual liberation. Everybody should not be sleeping with everybody. Just be sleeping with everybody. Just be somebody. Look at a person. Person looks at you. Look at a person. Person looks at you. Something drops. Both of you go down to pick it up. Your eye connects. Then you go somewhere and you eat. And boom! You are in that house. You are sleeping with each other. Then after you now have to wake up and say, my name is Jack. Uh-uh. Now, you may look at the work of offices. The first time you saw that, your conscience was offended. Praise God. But now, it's no longer offended. Because what they've done is that they've repeated that theme in nearly every movie. Every movie, you will see it. Praise God. They, they will just keep repeating it. Now notice, then they've now done it in such a way that the virgin, the person that is a virgin, they will make more of the person. They wrote about a movie and said the 40-year-old virgin. And what they were doing in that movie was making mockery of the, the, the man who was a virgin at 40. So, you now have a generation of youths that if someone said they were a virgin, they will, the, the friends will be laughing. Are you, are you people understanding what I'm saying? Virgin, it's you. They are, we are mocking virgins now. <laughs> Do you understand how powerful media is? We are mocking virgins. So the point that someone is a virgin is hiding it. I don't I'm a, why are you shy? I'm a virgin. I don't see it. I'm a virgin. <laughs> Be not conformed to this world. Because this world has a very powerful way to conform you. Praise the Lord. Don't be conformed. Look at him and say, don't be conformed. Ha! Don't be conformed. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Don't be conformed. Choose to live God's way. Bible says, love not the world that things are in the world. The things are the world that lost of the eyes, lost of the flesh. Pride of life. Praise the Lord. Now, go back in verse 2, Romans 12. Now, I'm going to teach you how to renew your mind in a bit. Romans 12 and 2. Can we read? It says what? And be not conformed to this word, but be ye what? By the what? Renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. Now, that word renew means to repair your mind. To repair. Now, you know that you only repair what is damaged. Glory to God. You only repair what is damaged. The reason why God says, the word of God says to abstain is because there is injury when you don't abstain. There's injury when you don't abstain. You may say, well, pastor, uh -uh, what are you saying? All these pastors, they've come again and they'll be saying, and now them, they sing past. All these pastors, now them, they sing past. Hey, 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 calm down. Relax. See, 
This is how most people get involved with sex before marriage. For males, at times, you have a young man who was sexually abused when he was a child. Now, this is why I tell, I said at the beginning that things like this don't lean or lead with condemnation because you don't know the what? The story. You don't know the story. And if you condemn, you cannot help. So you have a young man who was sexually molested by an aunt or someone. And that desire is quickened at an early period in his life where he does not have and not got into that place of maturity to control it. So he battles with that bondage in his adult life. Hallelujah. For some, it was that they were exposed to sexually explicit things when they were young. When they were young, maybe they had brothers that talked nonsense or friends that spoke nonsense and lured them into it. And they went into prostitute houses at 13 and awakened desires too early. Now, how do we get you to recover what you've lost? Because listen to me. Sexual discipline is a territory. It's an area of dominion. You need to make sure that in the area of sex, you are working in dominion. God did not create you and I to be slaves of anything. There should never be anything in your life that you say, I must have it. I must have ah. it. Ah, no, I must, I must, I must have it. Ah, I must take a smoke. You are not, you are a master of it. You are not a slave. So never bring yourself to that place where you are a slave of anything. Influences, desires, never bring yourself to that place. Hallelujah. Never. Because you will not be able to function optimally as a slave. Say this with me. I cannot function optimally as a slave. Say it again. I cannot function optimally as a slave. Yeah. can function optimally as a slave. So he says, renew your mind. Now, how do you renew your mind? Very easy. Number one, write this down. Change the information your mind is being exposed to. So, for example, maybe on Instagram feed, everybody's shaking bum bum there. You can now begin to say, okay, I'm going to take a fast from social media. I'm going to unfollow the accounts that push these things my way. You understand? Then begin to start your day. For example, you start your day out, not with your phone, but you start your day listening to the word of God, reading the word of God. Change the diet of your mind, what you expose your soul to. You need to intentionally do it. You need to intentionally do it. That's number one. Are you learning something? Church, are you learning something? Good. You have to intentionally change what you expose, the information you expose your mind to. Morning, read your Bible. Join the prayer meetings. We have prayer meetings every morning. Then you read the Word. Then you listen to messages. Just change that. Change that system. Just listen. 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 Expose your mind. Expose your mind. Expose your mind to the right materials. Number two, 
Redefine your relationships. 1 Corinthians 15.33, evil communications corrupt good manners. That means your friends and, you know, if you are dating somebody. Because some of you all are actually, you know, sinning habitually because of who you have let into your life. Redefine those relationships. Redefine those relationships. Identify those ones that always leads you in the wrong path. And, you know, put, you know, a mark on it that this person cannot be this close to me anymore. That's number two. Number three, abstain from all appearances of evil. Abstain from all appearances of evil. Make a deliberate decision to cut off from watching what you should not watch. Let me tell you something. The movie that has funny stuff inside, you can't do it too. Don't say, ah, Pastor, I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm an adult. I am married, and me, I can't do it. I don't watch this. You understand? I would just, if it has too much, you know, what am I watching it for? Praise God. If it's not, now, I'm loving K-drama. I used to complain about K-drama, but K-drama, at least, they don't used to have sex inside. Amen. There's a storyline there. There's a story. Not everything. They are, you know, so, you know, be careful. Your, your destiny is important. Where you are going is critical. You can't just be watching anything. Praise God. Praise God. So I said, you should what? What's, number what is that? Number what? Number three is abstain, right? Number four, choose a system of accountability. If you are battling an addiction and you're battling things like that, it's usually good to talk to somebody about it. Bad habits thrive through secrecy. Secrecy. How many of you have ever gotten approached by someone for a relationship and the person said, keep it a secret? Don't tell anybody. I don't like announcing myself. I like keeping my relationship. You understand? Go and check. Usually, that person that always wants secrecy also wants you, you and him and you and, or whoever to do some things you shouldn't be doing in secret. Most people would always hate it when you mention pastor, daddy, mommy because they do not want an accountability system. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. They don't want accountability. They want to, you know, when you want to eat and claim out, you want to do it in secret. Accountability system. Bring the thing to the light. Look at him and say, bring it to the light. Yes. Make sunlight touch our bed. Make we see it in the app. Let's look at what's happening. You know, we used to mock deeper life dating um, this thing before. When they say, if you wanted to see your person you are dating, you come to somebody's house and you come to a public place. Let us ever. <laughs> so the person I had is in the room. So you are not talking. Eh, sister, how are you? I'm fine. No. They say, ah, no, it's the religion. It's religion. Let's bring it back. Hallelujah. Because this one, this uh, grace one, is becoming somehow. Because this grace one, sister is sleeping in the brother's house, washing boxers. You understand? Then they are doing morning devotion. Then they will sin after. Babe, I'm going and you're going. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Number four is accountability systems. Accountability. Praise God. Very important. Now, 
Let me explain why you find it a tug of war going back to doing the same things. How many of you have noticed? How many of you have had that kind of challenge? You want to stop something, an addiction or something, but you find it very hard because there is a very strong desire to go back to doing it. How many of you understand what I'm saying? How many of you understand what I'm saying? Good. Why? It's very simple. It can be explained. Now, let's look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I think this is my last scripture. Then we pray and we close. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 4. If you understand what is happening, you can always handle it. Praise God. You know, listen. That pornography addict that you are accommodating and rationalizing, it, can have, it will affect your marriage. You. I'm showing you somebody here. It affects your marriage. Let me tell you how it affects your marriage. Because every time you view and feed on that material, it's affecting how you view men or how you view women or your expectations from sex. It's affecting it. It's actually distorting it. So you're going to find out that when you get into a marriage, though you have a beautiful wife or a beautiful husband, a wonderful husband, sexually they can never please you. Because your expectations are based on what you have been feeding on for, for many years. That's what your expectation is based on. And it's not real. It's not real. You are not, it's not real. So you have to make sure you cut off your mind from feeding on those wrong stuff and detox your mind from it and ensure the word of God is able to cleanse your mind again and make it whole. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Then also with being with people that you're not married with, but you're having sexual relationship with. They will not marry you, no. This thing is not going to lead to marriage. The longer you stay in, stay in those kind of relationships, the more you are allowing yourself to be damaged for your husband. Listen to me. I'm just going to say this as candidly as possible. Listen. Body counts. It matters in marriage. It matters. I'm telling you. It does. Because... In that marriage, if the wife has had sexual history and the man has had sexual history, they are going to need a lot of grace and patience to handle that thing in marriage. I'm telling you the truth. They will need grace and patience to handle that in marriage. Because comparison, it's going to happen. This one did not wiggle like uh, Kemi. This one did not swingle like uh, Linda. This one did not do it like uh, Kunle. It will happen. When two people come together and they've been sexually, you know, pure and they get married, there is nothing they're comparing it with now. Especially if they did, they're not watching pornography. They will enjoy their marriage. How is it? Oh, our sex life is wonderful. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So this thing I'm telling you from the world is for your own good. There's no rules and regulations. Listen, there is no instruction in scriptures that is for God's good. When you are committing fornication, God is not saying, hey, they are dead seeing me. Hey, angel Michael, they are dead seeing me. Hey, hey, give me bleach. Oh, yeah, clean my body. Clean my body. Read the blood of Jesus. Give the blood of Jesus. Let's clean my body. That's not what is happening. No. 
It's not God that is feeling it. You are the one that is suffering yourself. You are, you are, you are the one doing yourself. The instruction is for your benefit. Hallelujah. It's for your benefit. Praise God. So, why is it that? Now, your body, the brain of a human being, releases a particular hormone called dopamine whenever you experience anything that is pleasurable. Your body, your brain. You can check it out. Go online on YouTube and just Google it. Effects of dopamine, all right, on addictions. There are TEDx talks on it, physiological stuff, study you will see and you can get more understanding on it. Praise God. When you experience any pleasure, dopamine is released. Now, what happens is this. Praise God. Listen, no. Praise the Lord. So let's say you, for example, you, you see someone you like. Ah, fine girl. Small amount of dopamine is released. Then you find out that after the fine girl leaves, ah, I need to see that girl again. I need to talk to that girl. You know what's happening. You see, that's why choices of marital partner need to be done by what? By the spirit. Because sometimes when you are saying, this is the one, we need to find out, is it dopamine talking? Or the Holy Ghost? Are you following what I'm saying? Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, find out that there's, a, oh, you see, dopamine is this. And when you are sitting and looking at her, you are not smiling like a fool. You know, you're not happy. Dopamine, you know, pleasure. For a small amount. You can easily walk away from that. But there are activities that release large amounts of dopamine in the brain. When those large amounts of dopamine is released in the brain, the moment that activity stops and that dopamine level goes back, your brain begins to request for another exposure for that thing. So it is why, for example, there's some of you, you find out that your cravings for certain addictions is cyclical. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. It's cyclical. You find it maybe after every seven days. After every 14 days. Then, when it gets worse, it becomes after every two days. After three days. Then when it gets severe, every day. What's going on is that your brain has been severely affected. So in addicts, when they do an MRI of their brain, you can see the defect in the brain. You can see that the, um, the, um, the flow of transmission of information in the brain has been distorted. Praise God. So that's why now addictions are now viewed as a medical issue, not as a moral issue. Because it is medical. It has now become medical because this is a sickness of the brain. But you can be healed by the word of God. Hallelujah. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yes. So you find that addict, please make sure you relate with them from a place of understanding, not judgment. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So it's very, very important. So that is what's going on. So what do you do? Okay, right now, you have those cravings. Your brain, listen, not even when you get born again, it will not change your brain asking for that thing. 
for that exposure. Your brain will ask for it. But what do you do? The word of God delivers a higher quantum of pleasure to the man who has been born again than any other activity in this world. Are you following what I'm saying? So what do you do is this. Replace that exposure with godly exposure. You do it every time. So when that, is, um, that um, desire comes, quickly, get a message playing. Get a worship music playing. Plug in and listen. Choose not to do anything. Just listen. Invest into your soul supernatural influence. Teaching of the word of God, worship music, or reading the scripture. Now, there are many of us that during that time where you are in that battle, reading does not help you. Listening is what will get you through that phase. The feeling. Hallelujah. And you go that, and once that feeling passes, yes, you've won. Listen, the first time you choose not to yield, it makes the second time easier. Then the second time you choose not to heal, yield, it makes it third time easier. Now, when you are in this place, if it's sexual addiction, that's not the time to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend who is bound like you and is not ready to be free. You may need to cut off that relationship. Because you cannot be saying you are fighting bully addiction and be selling bully. Amen. Won't that bully? Won't that bully? Won't fight bully addiction? Why are bully now? Amen. Or you are saying, I'm trying to stop eating meat, but you are in suya business. You eat meat. Praise God. I said, Praise God. Yeah, you eat meat. Glory to God. So you take those steps time and time again. You do it. Now, please refrain from doing some things because we're in a social media generation. You will find some people now coming out to say, three weeks, I've not watched porn. Don't be doing stupid things like that. Don't be doing stupid things like that. You are setting up yourself for failure. Do you know why? When you come out and say, three weeks, I've not watched porn. Three weeks or four weeks, I've not the same. You are setting, sending a signal to your tempters to come and look for whether, you know, this thing, <laughs> are you really, you understand? Yes. You don't have to publicly talk about your personal private victories. It's also worldly, always talking about everything online. Why, why will you be saying that, ah, I just thank God I'm three weeks sober? Three weeks. It's three weeks. You have not yet won yet. Wait for, for it to be 20 years. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Fight that battle. Listen to me. Listen to me, oh. It is for your own good. Give your spouse the gift of a sexually disciplined human being. Imagine you, husband, your wife is worried that you will sleep with the maid. You, you, you understand? Don't you get it? Then some men will now be blaming their wife that they slept with the maid. I'm like, ah. <laughs> you slept with the maid, you are blaming your wife. Say, if she gave it to me, I won't sleep with you. Don't you understand what he has? You slept with the maid. Your wife is not to blame. There is no scenario. You say, and she didn't give it to me. That's why, I, my brother, see, let me explain something to you. You are responsible for your life. The man or woman 
Who chooses to blame somebody else rather than take responsibility? Is it weekly? Never blame people. Take personal responsibility when you fail. Have you learned something today? Have you learned something today? Rise up on your feet. I say this soon. In the name of Jesus, I work in mastery in the area of sex. I louder now. Some, are you afraid of saying this? Say it louder. In the name of Jesus. I walk in mastery in the area of sex. I bring my sexual desires under the dominion and governance of the Holy Spirit. Say it again. I bring my sexual desires under the dominion and governance of the Holy Spirit. I do not give my body to sexual immorality. I do not give my body to sexual immorality. I walk in the spirit. I walk in the spirit all the time. I declare that the grace of God is super abundance in me. And I produce the results of discipline. Of discipline in my sexual life. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. 1,000 men, sorry, 3,000 men could not kill Samson. Not kill Samson. His own indiscipline. Hallelujah. Indiscipline. Let me tell you something. Many times, Satan can allow a man or woman to rise. He won't disturb them. They can rise. Keep rising. You'll be singing and doing some stuff and you'll be looking as though God is blessing you more. You see, because God blesses. The person that tries to obstruct is Satan. But for some people, Satan will not obstruct. Can, can, you understand? Go on. Like some of you can be doing yahoo yahoo. And every time you are on it's entry. You do one, you do two, do three, you hear? You are winning, you are scoring, you are scoring a trick. Hey! And you ride. You have, you have stolen and tricked people for 500 million. Satan is just assisting you. In fact, Satan is assisting you. Maybe you did juju to garnish the Yahoo and became Yahoo Plus. He's working. He's just waiting for you to get to that summit where you think that you have transcended. Nobody can touch you. Thank you. Bah! Look at the hospital guy. The guy did such a point that he now that no one can catch him. I'm in bed with politicians. Just continued. Satan was waiting for him. When the hammer fell. Bah! That's how Satan does it. You see, you're a Christian brother. You can even be a minister. You are ah, doing, 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 you're married. We're having one girlfriend like that. It's secret. Everything's going on. And even as I do, you say, God forgive me. You say, God has forgiven me. You pray for the sick. The sick are healed. You, you wave your hand. Everybody falls here. You wave your hand. Everybody falls here. Because, ah, God is a merciful God. He's a faithful. Continue. You now get to the point of prominence. Everybody will now know you. Ah! Breaking you. They will now bring it that it was not. They will now say it's not adultery committed. You raped them. Before you know it, listen. See, they will now carry you to court on rape accusation. They will now say you should be defending yourself on rape. 
You didn't rape, oh. Now, fornication you do, but you know now. You know, imagine when a man of God is saying, I didn't rape, pal. I only committed adultery with her. Are you following? Either way, you've lost the battle. Are you following what I'm saying? That's Satan for you. So, to Satan, it's not about rape. It's that, don't give Satan room. While you are young, this is where you will build your defenses now. It's now. It's now. Don't just open your defenses, Jack. Any nonsense. Oh, yeah, wale, wale, wale. Any rubbish. Ah, what is the newest immorality in town? I'm the first there. Hey, you are destroying your defenses. Build solid defenses. Look at him and say, build solid defenses. Yes. Build it. Every step you need to take, take it. If you need to buy AirPods so that you can listen to the messages and listen to the word on the go, do it. There are audio Bibles now. Go to a place to this and download it. You are inside a bus. They are playing stupid people. Shake your hand, show, shake your hand. You want this now? Go and carry. Put it inside. Listen to the Bible. In the beginning was the word. Be intentional as to what you expose your mind to. If I'm driving and I'm not listening to um, Bible or messages, if I'm on a channel and they are playing nonsense music, if I am not listening to my artist, I will listen to sports. Oh yeah, let's talk, talk football. At least if you are not going to add to my life, don't destroy it. Praise the Lord. Are you following what I'm saying? There's a lot at stake. Praise God. Brothers, brothers in the house, shout hallelujah. Louder, shout the louder, hallelujah. Listen to me. We need to be better men. We need to be kingdom men. We can be better. We can be better men. There's a scarcity of good men. I'm telling you. And the more weak men we have, we lose territory. We as men have to make up our minds that we are going to be better men, better husbands, better fathers, better examples to our sons. We have to make that decision. And that decision stems from choosing what to expose our minds to and what we will never expose our minds to. Never it be heard that you made it a condition that before you date a girl, she, you must sleep with her. Never it be heard. Don't let that be you. Hallelujah. Or you get into the marriage and there's someone else you are seeing apart from your wife. We must be better men. Better men. That have the capacity and discipline to stick to one. People say, ah, men are polygamous by nature. It's a lie. Anybody can be polygamous. Women or man. We are not animals. We are new creations. Glory to God. We are new creations. Personally, by the grace of God, there's no woman in this whole wide world. I'm saying this one pop. Nobody. And they will never be. Apart from my wife. Nobody. Glory to God. 
there's nobody that can say there's one place where we you know I was sending message that was doing winking, winking, winking. No. Because I want to be able to be a model to my son Jason. Hallelujah. And women, listen to me. We need better women. We need better women. We need women to be our peace. We need more contented women. We need more women who have not been influenced by the world and put unnecessary pressure on men. Pressure for iPhone, this, pepper for iPhone, that. Not being able to understand the times and seasons to say, let me build with my husband. You have a boyfriend now, you are pressuring him for nonsense. We need better women. That's not you. You are a kingdom woman. Praise God. And if you are here and you have any sexual addiction, be a better woman, a queen. Discipline yourself. No, I'm not going that way. You slept with one, you slept. How many do you want to sleep with? How many excuses do you want to give yourself as the reason for this kind of lifestyle? No. No. You are and can be better. You are the temple of the living God, the righteousness of God. So you have the capacity to walk differently. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. So as you walk out of the service today, make it a decision that you're a Christian. Not just Twitter Christian. No, no, no. You are, I'm a Christian. I, I'm saved by grace. And I live by that grace. It will show in my decisions and my choices. Because if those who claim to be lights walk in darkness, what is the hope of the territory? If they are not beacons, examples, from those who are called out of darkness to walk as light, then where will the darkness take direction from? How will many who are in darkness see that they should come to light? If you, who is saved, is still sleeping with an unsaved boyfriend, where is your light? Or you, brother, you're still messing around with people. How can you call them to light? Or what? what's the stand? You can come out from among them and be separate. Listen, there is a balm in Gilead. There is a physician there. There is a way out. If you give yourself to the word and you say, I surrender, Holy Ghost, help me. He'll bring you out. Hallelujah. Let's open our mouth and talk to God. Everybody, begin to talk to God. I want you to talk to God and dedicate your life, your spirit, soul, and body to him. I say, by your grace, I will remain unspotted from the world. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For more messages, kindly search for our Telegram channel using the link t.me slash God has blessed you.